you know, cleaning your gun is uh, just as important as having them in the first place. But if you've ever done it, it's a messy job. The gun doesn't always get as clean as you like it to be. You, you can use the standard patches, which don't make good contact with the inside of the barrel. Then you got things like boar snakes, which are good, but that's nylon rope, and it doesn't do a great job either. I want to tell you the difference, uh, a better way to clean your guns. It is called Barrel Buddy, and it revolutionizes your gun cleaning experience in a very simple but important way. Barrel Buddy pushes outward to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, which cleans the rifling grooves as well as the rest of the barrel's surface. It's a 3D cylinder made up of polymers that don't leave behind any residual particles. No mess. It cleans by scrubbing and collecting particulates, then absorbs any remaining residue and buffs the interior surface clean. It is... It's an amazing thing. If you're serious about taking good care of your guns, Barrel Buddy is the way to go. BarrelBuddy.com. Go there now. BarrelBuddy.com. Is there anything such as justice in America today? Will anyone be held um, responsible and accountable for all of the different things that have happened? Right now, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland is in a House Judiciary um, Committee hearing. And go ahead and pot this up just a little bit. We're David Weiss, the guy who let all that happen. We are monitoring it now, and we will go back and forth with it and give you the highlights as we go on as it is happening live. But also, uh, we're going to talk to the representative out of Ohio, Brad uh, Wenstrip. Um, And Brad is the guy who is really following the CIA, trying to hide the findings that COVID-19 originated in a lab in Wuhan, China. We now know that the CIA paid six out of seven experts uh, to say that it was natural and not from the lab. The seventh believed it wasn't from the lab. The other six believed, yeah, it's clearly from the lab. So the CIA came and bribed them. A, what kind of expert are you that you can be bribed on something this important and why would the cia even want to do that representative brad wenstrup joins us in 60 seconds it's in that moment of your kid's first football game of the year the one where you can relax and lose your voice yelling at the same time it's in that meal sitting around the table the one that somehow tastes better because of the heavyweight of difficult choices isn't bearing down on you right now It's all the things you can do with peace of mind because you're not worrying about the house you're buying or selling. 
Why aren't you worrying? Because you went to Real Estate Agents I Trust and got set up with a top-selling agent from your area. This is my company. I started it years ago because I found the whole buying and selling houses thing exhausting and frustrating, and it has been my whole life, and I didn't, I didn't know how to even... What questions do you even ask to find out if you're a good real estate agent? You sell houses? Yes, I do. Okay, you're for me. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. We've done all the vetting for you. I want you to do it yourself. Don't trust us or anybody else, really. Trust yourself. But we'll give you the names of the people we've already vetted and we feel are really good in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Let's see. Congressman Wenstrup, how are you, sir? I'm hanging in there. How are you doing, Glenn? <laughs> well, I'm good. Uh, first of all, I just want to uh, let people know you are a doctor. Um, you're also an Army Reserve officer and Iraqi war veteran. Uh, thank you for that. Um, you were on the select subcommittee of the coronavirus pandemic. You have you know, served as a doctor um, you know, overseas. You also were at Walter Reed for a while. Uh, and you are the medical policy advisor for the chief of Army Reserve, correct? Yes, actually, uh, retired from the Army in, in December. But okay. uh, since I was elected to Congress 11 years ago, I've served at Walter Reed and as a medical policy advisor, as well, okay. obviously, as a congressman and a congressman on the Intelligence Committee. Okay, so now tell the story to the American people in case they don't know about what is going on uh, with the CIA and this bribe to these so-called experts? Yeah, so, I mean, a little background. As a physician, uh, ever since the pandemic started, I'm looking into what's going on physiologically, how do we treat patients. But in that process of doing research, discovered that uh, we were actually engaging with China uh, in a lab in Wuhan to create gain-of-function viruses. That being said, uh, with Intel Committee, I've been involved with this for for the past three years at least. And uh, what has happened now is we have somebody coming forward as a whistleblower seeking full whistleblower protections, and that means at this time he wants to be anonymous. He came to both the Intelligence Committee and to the Select Subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic, which I chair. And he's made many allegations. Obviously, you summed up a lot of them, but there was the CIA in trying to figure out uh, whether this came from a lab or from nature, put together a COVID discovery team, if you will, seven people, as you talked about. So six of the people, they came to the conclusion with some level of confidence that this came from a lab. And the senior person, according to these uh, charges, said it came from nature. Okay, well, you're entitled to your opinion. Mm-hmm. But what they ended up doing at the end of the day, releasing to the public and to the intelligence community, all they said was the CIA was unable to determine. Well, it sounds like they had a pretty high number of people that were able to determine as best as they know it. It is our responsibility on this committee to follow up on everything to do with the um, <clears throat> with the pandemic. We take it very seriously. The reaction from the CIA has been very serious. So we're now seeking documents, communications, and we also have asked to speak with um, Andrew Macritus, who the whistleblower says was the chief operating officer and had a lot to do with constructing this. I hope that the director of CIA will be cooperative with us. 
Um, but, you know, you hit the big question. Why? I mean, why would they want to do that? I mean, this goes to back to where Fauci prompted, I'm using their words, prompted a group of scientists to write what's known as proximal origins, Mm -hmm. where in their internal documents, they're saying, oh, yeah, they're doing this type of research in China. Oh, yeah, they they have this capability. Uh, Oh, yeah, this, this really is something. And then they come out and say it came from nature and tries to make that definitive. Why are we not having a scientific debate? What is the reason for attempting to steer everything in one direction? And here's one of my concerns, Glenn, and I think you'll appreciate this. If this is true, and we have, for political reasons or whatever, changing uh, the notion of changing intelligence, uh, what does that say to our international partners who rely on us for intelligence, who we work with together on intelligence, if our own intelligence department is changing things from what people actually did and said to fit a narrative that they want. Well, That's not a concern I have. Not just that. Um, you know, you would imagine that in some cases you would say, hey, let's not release that to anybody. But this is changing things uh, for the intelligence, the oversight, you guys are you guys are engaged in oversight, and they didn't tell you this. A whistleblower had to come and tell you this, right? And I would and I would contend that if we didn't have Republicans in charge of the House of Representatives, it wouldn't have come forward at all. Um, so this person had an opportunity to go to somebody that would seemingly would listen. Uh, as as a whistleblower, and and we are, and so we're pursuing this. We've sent our letters out. That's the first phase of requesting information, documents. You know, and we don't get them. Then we dig a little bit deeper, and we ask a little harder, and sometimes in the form of a subpoena. Uh, so they do we know if they actually paid these other experts, these six people out of seven. Yeah, so in in the allegations, I would say that the uh, conjecture is that it may have come in the form of a performance bonus, not just out and out, hey, do this and here's some here's some money if you if you're following that. But it's the same net effect, right? Right. And do we have any idea how much this is taxpayer dollars, right? Oh, correct. And no, we don't know how much. And again, that's part of the investigation. And we're obligated to do it. I mean, we don't we don't really have a choice. This is what we should be doing. You know, keep in mind that uh, and I have to remind members of Congress this too. Congress created these agencies and we fund those agencies and we have oversight over these agencies. So not only do I have to remind members of Congress, we certainly have to remind the agencies but this needs to be a, a working partnership and you don't get to not tell us things, especially on the intelligence committee. The intelligence committee, for example, was set up so that there would be oversight over the intelligence uh, community. And, and, you know, this is a select committee. So the people on this committee, uh, which, by the way, is functioning well now and is no longer an impeachment committee, but the intelligence committee, people are selected from uh, both sides of the aisle. We also represent the other members of Congress because we're in a place where other members don't get to go. So um, it's an important role that we have, and the cooperation needs to be there. And sometimes, 
the community, the intelligence community, thinks they don't have to tell us things, and it's in statute that they do. So we will continue to pursue and find the truth, and we've got to we have to suggest or legislate things into law that allow us to hold people accountable within agencies when they do things. And I use the example like this, Glenn. You know, in the military, which I served 25 years, we have the UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice. Unethical is unlawful in the military. In our agencies, um, unfortunately, and this is across the board, but in our agencies. Uh, if you violate some of your tenants or what you say are the rules of engagement within your agency, nothing really happens to you. Oh, you might get fired and then go work at CNN. <laughs> but, you know, there, this, is, this is a problem that we have. And so we are trying on so many fronts uh, to put punitive measures in place when violations are occurring uh, such as with the FISA court, et cetera, you know, the IG said 17 times things were violated. Well, what actually happens? Yeah. Where's the punitive measures? Yes. We're trying to implement those. So do you, I mean, is there a way out from the, I mean, your justice department looks horribly soiled. Your uh, NSA, your CIA, your DNI, all of these things look like they've been a part of some really bad things, including the State Department. Now the IRS is involved. How are you possibly going to beat this? I mean, it's like whack-a-mole. Yeah, so, uh, you know, on my particular subcommittee, what I keep saying and have said since the beginning is honesty and truth is non-negotiable. And we're going to be looking for it, and we're going to make sure that it is there. But if it's not there, we're going to point it out and hold people accountable. We have to. But you can't, excuse me for interrupting, but you can't really hold people responsible if you say that they're in contempt of Congress. Attorney General Garland is the one who has to prosecute, and he just came out and said, I'm not the prosecutor for Congress. Well, yes, you are, but he gets to decide who he prosecutes. Yeah, and and obviously what you're seeing, I know I heard Jim Jordan's voice before I came on. Yeah. And obviously you're seeing all kinds of things where this is just wrong. And I don't know how we get it out to the American public because most people don't know. You know, obviously I have the opportunity right now to get to your your listeners, and that's important. But there are things that are going on today that should be above the fold front page headlines each and every day. And the mainstream media isn't covering. So our challenge is definitely greater uh, and elections matter. And I hope people understand that. And, uh, you know, I grew up watching Superman where they began each show fighting for truth, justice in the American way. Right. And and, and that's where we have to go. And America has to decide if that's what they want or, or not, because it's been deviated from tremendously. And let me make this suggestion, too, for our agencies. You know, in the military, you either move up or you're out. And, and you're required to be agnostic politically. And that's what we need in our agencies. You either move up or you're out. And when you get to the top, there's a mandatory retirement. <clears throat> you don't get to sit there with mounds of authority and covert authority, if you will. And, and we've got to make changes like that within our system. Uh, we started our country with just uh, three three agencies, state, treasury, and war. And look what we have now. I know. They have rule of law. They they pass, they put out regulations. We try to pass laws to stop them. 
it's completely backwards. So America needs to understand to elect people that are willing to make that change and get us back to the government that our founders set up. Representative Brad Wenstrup, uh, thank you very much for what you're doing. Keep, please keep us informed if, if there's any other news that starts to break here about uh, the, the CIA apparently uh, bribing members of uh, the team, the experts on COVID. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for your concern. You bet. Let me talk to you about CarShield in the age of smart technology. I mean, why would they do that, Stu? It just all you can do is shake your head. Yeah, it's incredible. And they're doing it just because they're protecting other people and themselves and other people in uh, in high ranking positions. It's it's grotesque what we've become. We are so close to Mexico or Venezuela. We're we're there. We're going there. It's where we're going. If Americans don't stand up and stop this and tell them, you know, we're not voting for you unless you change these things uh, anyway car shield e- your car uh it's going to have a bad day especially after your warranty wears out that's you know that's when it really the rubber hits the road if you enroll with car shield you're going to get protection plans that start as low as a hundred dollars a month flexible month-to-month coverage your choice of an ASE certified mechanic pick who you want 24 7 coast uh, coast to coast roadside assistance complimentary towing rental car options you also get no long-term contracts and car shield administrators will handle all of the paperwork and the repairs so you don't have to maybe most importantly of all considering how much you're paying now in inflation you can rest assured your price will not go up you have a price lock guarantee your price will never go up, no matter how many claims you file. It'll never go up as you know mileage on your car increases. None of it. I've had Car Shield on my trucks, and it has saved a ton of money for me. It's Car Shield 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. Or visit CarShield.com/slash/beck. Ten seconds. Station ID. It is quite amazing to me uh, how uh, fast our rights are going away and rights are being taken away every single day. We keep, we creep slow, uh, closer and closer to fascism and to totalitarianism. Um, you know, we, we play these games of, yeah, you're a fascist. No, you're a fascist. You're a fascist. What is a fascist? What is a communist? What do they mean? I can tell you both of them don't believe in individual rights. Both of them, both of them, both the Soviet Union and the fascists uh, in Germany took away parental rights. They turned the kids against the families and their parents and kids turned parents in. Because parents didn't have rights. The teachers, they had the rights. The state had the rights. Tonight at, uh, at 9 o'clock, Pandora's box. Americans, uh, American leaders in 2020 and during the pandemic, they, they open up this box and could take away your rights. And they just, I mean, they love it. They're playing God now. And in California, 
It's a signature away. Gavin Newsom's signature that you will lose the right as a parent to your children. Parental advisory. The explicit plot to control your kids. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on blazetv.com, 9.30 p.m. YouTube.com slash Glenn Beck. Join us at Blaze TV. Use the promo code uh, Glenn at blazetv.com slash Glenn and you'll save with the promo code Glenn. I, I got to watch this show tonight because I you played these clips earlier. It's fascinating. This idea that there's no legal rights for parents. Uh, first of all, of course, m- Take out the idea that this this is, you know, that there are no parental rights, obviously a ridiculous concept. But whenever uh, conservatives pass laws that specifically add, you know, address a right like this, like, yeah, you got to tell your kids about an abortion or your parents about an abortion. The schools mm-hmm, have to do that. Mm-hmm. They complain about it. Right. And secondarily, like they always say that there's no rights for people like LGBTQ individuals or whatever group they're arguing on behalf of on a particular day. And then they all argue for those rights to be created. They never say, well, they're not, there's no rights for LGBTQ people. Therefore, we should ignore them. They say we should fight for those rights, right? Their entire movements are based on creating these rights legally and specifically in the law, even though most of the time they already exist. But parents are the oppressors. But parents are the oppressors. Yeah. Like, well, it doesn't make any sense to say just because you can't find it in the law. And of course, this is ridiculous to even, but just giving them the idea that this isn't legally already represented. Uh, well, that's what you fight for rights for, right? You 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 try to add them if they happen to be overlooked um, by the fact that everyone just assumed it was obvious. Yes, <laughs> and it was obvious. It's it always been obvious. <laughs> right. Get, get get government, you know, get them out of my bedroom. Get them out of my children's bedroom. My children I mean, are much more vulnerable. Well, yeah. yeah. If we've seen on particular islands, especially. Yeah. Jeez. Um. It's, it's, uh, it's bad. It's really bad. And it's happening in all places, in all places now. You know it. You see the justice that is happening or the injustice. I'm going to I'm going to introduce you to a guy here in a second who somebody in his life turned him in to the FBI. Somebody probably family member, I don't know. He claims I was just in the Capitol to take film for for journalistic reasons. He worked with the FBI. I think he was on the phone with the FBI the next day saying, "Hey, I've got film of everything." He's now going to jail. A journalist going to jail for being in the Capitol. Tell you that and uh, the amazing punishment for Ray Epps. Imagine pizza without any toppings. Imagine a big helping of mashed potatoes. No gravy. Imagine ice cream cone without a second scoop. I mean, it is depressing. Imagine your dog's food without any nutrition. Because unfortunately, if you're feeding him or her kibble food, that's pretty much what they're getting every time you fill the bowl. You're filling their stomach, but you're not giving them the nutrition that they need. Kibble food has to have everything living cooked out of it so it will sit on the shelf for up to two years because that's what the government says is the right thing to do. Unfortunately, a lot of those living things are nutrients that your dog desperately needs. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black came up with something you sprinkle on your dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the greens. That's why he has rough greens. 
If it's healthy, it's most likely uh, in Rough Greens for your dog. Rough Greens, they're going to make a special deal. You get the first bag free. You just pay for shipping. It's a trial bag at Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Back to back tonight, Studios America and Glenn TV. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Uh, I have a feeling today Garland's testimony is uh, simply to get him to perjure himself. Listen to just a little bit of this. Mr. Uh, Weiss has said so in the letters he sent to this committee. Thank you. Did he ever say or do anything? Did he ever say or do anything that might make him uh, unsure of where he could bring charges? Mr. Weiss's own letters reflect that he had never asked me to be special counsel and that okay. he understood. So he's he's now uh, testifying that Weiss was in charge the whole time. Whistleblower says that's not true. And new evidence has come out this week. Uh, if that is indeed true, what the whistleblowers say, he's perjuring himself right now. But will that matter? Uh, we'll wait and see. There is so much injustice coming from Washington, uh, D.C. right now. It is it's it's a bit terrifying. It should terrify everyone. Uh, the uh, Ray Epps case I'm going to tell you about here in just a few minutes. But there is a another one that you may not have heard about. Stephen Horn. He's an independent journalist um, and he went and was in the Capitol on January 6th. He went to film it and to record it. Um, and now the judge and the jury has said, well, no, or I shouldn't say the judge and the jury. I should say the the FBI made the case that he wasn't a journalist and he was part of it. And now he's uh, facing real problems. I'm going to have him give the full story here. Stephen, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Thank you for having me on. Okay, so you, if I'm not mistaken, Steve Baker, who who uh, works for The Blaze as a contributor, he was at your trial the whole time, uh, and he said the, the very day after January 6th, the tape that you made, you offered it to the FBI to help them. Is that true? Yeah, that's correct. You know, after I was able to upload the, the video to the Internet, you know, put it out there for the public, I also reached out to the FBI on, you know, January 7th and said, hey, I have this video. I witnessed people assaulting police. I witnessed some property damage. Not too much, though, but I, yeah, I feared it would be something that uh, they might be interested in. Okay, so tell me how you found out about January 6th in advance. I, I believe I came across it on social media. You know, um, there is uh, there's a Stop the Steal protest in D.C. in November, another one in December. And then I saw this one coming up in January and I saw that, you know, President Trump himself was going to be there. I had always wanted to sort of observe a Trump rally in person, even though I'm not a supporter of Trump. You know, I, I could see that this was uh, sort of a unique phenomenon in politics. And so I wanted to witness it for myself. And I brought the camera I had used to cover riots in Raleigh because I had seen, 
you know, the, the videos of Trump supporters being assaulted at the previous rallies in D.C., you know, I'd seen some of that street level stuff. And, you know, that that was the, the most I was expecting coming to D.C. But you came with a helmet. You were wearing all black and gloves and you looked like Antifa. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it looks like that in the, the pictures. I, I was not actually wearing all black, but I was wearing the helmet because this was a helmet that I had made for covering Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots here in Raleigh. So the helmet actually had a built-in camera in it so I could, you know, covertly record rioting without them targeting me as a member of the press. Hmm. Okay, um, so you went to go document it. Um, after the speech, you went down to the Capitol. Tell me what happened. Yeah, so it was shortly before I reached the Capitol, sort of the end of Pennsylvania Avenue getting towards the Capitol, I just sensed that the energy in the crowd was, was different and it changed. It wasn't the same I had observed over at the Ellipse and the Washington Monument. And it, was, it seemed similar to, to what I had felt, you know, covering, covering other riots in North Carolina. So that's when I, I pulled out my camera and, you know, this helmet, put it on, started filming. And from then on, I was just, let me see what I can document. Let's go where the action goes and uh, capture these newsworthy events. So when you were going through there, you didn't, you know, you didn't break any rules that you knew of. You weren't part of the pushing crowd. You weren't part of anything. You just walked in and you held the camera and and videotaped everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was certainly not my intent to violate any rules. My my focus was was solely on, you know, documenting these, you know, I saw people throwing objects at the police, you know, and then the police retreat. I saw, you know, someone being carried off on a stretcher. Later come to find out the police had pushed him off of a staircase. But it was just so, so many events that I could tell was obviously very newsworthy, very of interest to the public. So I was just, you know, going from, from one to another, documenting what I could. So the case came down to whether you were actually press or a protester. And the prosecution denied allowing you to put into evidence press badges from other events that you had covered. They say that you only became a journalist after January 6th as an excuse for being in the Capitol. Yeah, I, I don't recall if we, we tried admitting the press passes into evidence. I do recall we tried admitting, you know, that the statement that I had posted that night, you know, along with my video saying, why I was there, you know, saying I, I didn't enter the Capitol building as part of the protest. Um, they, they would not allow that statement into evidence. So, yeah, that was basically the government's argument is that I just, you know, decided to be a journalist afterwards when it was convenient to me. That, that is obviously something I would strongly disagree with. And you, somebody close to you turned you into the FBI. I mean, you had already called the FBI. You had told them. But then they saw the video that you posted on social media, and then they turned you in. Do you know who that was? Um, I, I do know one of the people who contacted the Raleigh police. So it was that an old family friend who you know I hadn't talked to in years, um, who was yeah yeah a police officer in Raleigh that, that reached out to the FBI. I know someone reached out to the FBI. You can see this in that the criminal information where I was charged, they actually told the FBI in their tip that I was there as a journalist. But unfortunately, that was, that was something that, that we were not able to get into evidence as well. <laughs> That's astounding uh, to me. 
how do you how do you feel about somebody you know turning you in i mean you know i think some of my family members were a lot more incensed than i was for me it was like i already reached out to the fbi myself so anyone else reaching out to the fbi they're just doing <laughs> like I, I already did this so that you know they they weren't doing any harm to me by reaching out so what are you facing now uh, so there will be a, a sentencing hearing in January, and I guess, um, you know, at that time or maybe shortly, shortly before, we will find out uh, what the government will be asking for. Um, and in some of these misdemeanor cases, uh, you know, the, the sentence could be up to a year in jail. Um, I think that the longest one I'm aware for the misdemeanors was 70 months, sorry, seven months for J.D. Rivera. He was another uh, videographer who was there. So, you know, we don't, there's, there's sort of a wide range, you know, some of the defendants have just gotten probation and, and some home detention. And then, you know, some of them on these very same charges have gotten months in prison. So, Jeez. you know, and I'm guessing my case will be on the lower end of that range, but we, we don't really know until we see what the government's asking for. Uh, best of luck to you, uh, Stephen. I, 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 I don't recognize my country at all anymore, um, but uh, best of luck. Best of luck. We'll be keeping you in our prayers. Yeah, I, I certainly appreciate that. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen Horn, independent journalist uh, who is now going to jail, um, even though he didn't do anything. The worst thing he did was at one point in the video, he was like, USA, USA. And they were like, see, you weren't ah, a journalist. Aha, yeah, aha. He yeah. likes the country, doesn't he? So, uh <laughs> So Kylie Griswold just wrote something um, in uh, The Federalist that I think is unbelievably great. She said, for more than two and a half years after the gravest threat to democracy of our lifetime and maybe of all time, January 6th agitator Ray Epps has finally been charged. Now, why? Now, why? Because they said he was fine. Everybody, everybody said he was fine. New York Times did a big love piece to him. According to court documents, Epps was charged with a sole misdemeanor count of disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds via an information as opposed to an indictment. NBC News says he plans to enter a plea deal. In other words, rest assured, America, safe and sound. You are safe and sound. The Tucker Carlson fueled, uh, fueled conspiracies about Epps being an FBI source or informant have been put to bed. Case closed. He was just a wee bit disorderly. That's it. Chase. So why are the rabid right wingers foaming at the mouth and unable to accept the DOJ charges and media write ups at face value? These are trusted institutions with an unblemished track record of ethics, honesty and equal justice under the law. Turn off Fox News and Truth Social already and get your facts straight. For instance, why are the ultra-maga Republicans still asking about the multiple clips of Epps on both January 5th, 6th? Rallying protesters to make their way from Trump's speech not only up toward Capitol Hill, but into the Capitol. Those conspiracists just can't get over the fact that the demonstrators within earshot booed his suggestion and pegged him as a fed 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 they shouted but what would they know they're insurrectionists 
And why are election deniers still bringing up that text that Epps sent to his nephew after the riot? I was in front with a few others. I was I also orchestrated it. Remember, he walked that back. He said, I was just making that up for my nephew. So what is the problem? How come Trump supporters are recirculating clips of January 6th demonstrator launching uh, at the uh, metal police barricade? and helping to topple it immediately after Epps whispers into the then-apparently-docile protester's ear. Epps has already told the media that he wasn't agitating. He told CBS he said something like, We're not here for that. Police are not the enemy. Really? Have you seen the other video? Of course we have, conspiracy theorist. Why wouldn't the media trust him in keeping with their unbreakable standard of believing all white men? And what's the deal with obsessing over Epps having been on the FBI wanted list and then suddenly removed? Just like the Biden family business scandal, there is still absolutely zero evidence that Ray Epps was a federal agent. Why are radical conservatives like Julie Kelly all over Twitter droning on that Epps was one of the first to breach the exterior lines and interfered with security and remained on restricted grounds for more than an hour or yammering on about Section 1512, which covers anyone who obstructs, influences, or impedes any official proceeding or attempts to do so with fines or imprisonment and how it's been used to charge other January 6th demonstrators. Don't you get it? Ray Epps has been charged. It's over. On that note, Republicans can give it a rest already with the Proud Boys comparisons. So some guy who wasn't even in Washington, D.C. has no text, no communication, plotting or planning January 6th is going to serve 22 years in prison for seditious conspiracy and terrorism while ringleading Epps gets disorderly conduct, a misdemeanor. It's a no-no and probably a plea deal. What's your point, conservatives? That's from the Federalist and Kylie Griswold. Yeah, I think she might be being a little sarcastic because I think there's something up with Ray Epps. Imagine you're walking on a tightrope and you're suddenly right in the middle when all of a sudden you see somebody taking a chainsaw to the rope. Well, that is pretty much what the Fed is doing. Hey, did you see? Today at 2 o'clock we could get another rate increase. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Well, not really, uh, but it'll be great for the banks and everybody else. They'll love this. Federal Reserve interest rate hikes today, maybe starting to have severe negative consequences. Economic safety nets are snapping everywhere and Americans are right in the crosshair for the disaster. Those savings that you were relying on back during the pandemic, they're gone. They're gone. Now, how about your retirement savings? How about everything that you have? Goldline can help you build something that is a safe haven against the insanity because it's not coming. The insanity is already here. With all the turbulence around, you may be wondering where to turn. Gold. 
It's a tried and tested refuge in shaky times. And this week, Goldline has an offer. It's hard to resist. For every full ounce of fractional gold eagles purchased, you're going to receive one free tenth ounce platinum St. Helena Trust Series coin. So you're getting gold and free silver. Don't let this uh, deal pass you by. Pick up the phone right now and call them. They're waiting for your call. 866-GOLDLINE. There's no pressure, no hassle. You just ask them for the information. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Are we a nation of laws or a nation of men? Seems like, you know, you point out the men and I'll find the law that they're breaking. And you've brought up a lot of great points about January 6th over the past, you know, couple years. But I will say you have not brought up my personal jihad about January 6th. Which is? Which is free Jay Johnston. Jay Johnston, the actor for Mr. Show, one of the all-time greats, was at the Capitol. And he's now going to be charged with some crime. And I... I'm sorry. Can I read to you what they said he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he was he allegedly helped pour water on the faces of rioters who had been pepper sprayed by law enforcement. <sighs> and he, several members of the crowd, joined together to push against police in a concerted movement. Johnston participated in this concerted movement uh, and pushed along with other rioters for several. What's the next word? Minutes. Seconds. Second, several seconds. This is incredibly insane. Free Jay Johnston. The Glenn Beck Program.